On the visas, when your heart broke, it ain't no anesthesia. Turned into an empire like Caesar. Got bread off the green like croutons off a of Caesar. Used to get five dollar pies from Little Caesars. Now I'm shooting dice with my bride inside the Caesars. That's the difference between you and me. The only ops I'm riding around looking for is opportunities. Can't spare opportunity without the unity. We want the residuals anew with the annuities. You still gotta keep a stick in my community. The tips that came with the semi-auto ain't gratuity. Create perpetuity from ingenuity. Arrogant or fluently. Arrogance influence me. Preferably let's do this shit congruently. Last of a dying breed, it ain't no continuity. Nah, it be the same ones that said it wasn't no switching up. Catch them at the right angle when shit get perpendicular. Niggas ain't credentialed to deliver this curriculum. It's time to turn that paper in, nigga, check the syllabus. Think twice before you get belligerent. Fuck around and end up underground with Queen Elizabeth. We doing numbers over here, this arithmetic. I'm ill and I'm lit, but I ain't never been illiterate. Help is what you better get for my bread, for my cheese. I got heat, this a mozzarella stick. Man, clear your throat. Man, <laughs> choke in the background. That's well. Uh, <laughs> then I realized my mic was was not muted. <laughs> hey, man, you, you got some dojo over there. Man. Uh, uh, man, so. Mike, I might. I ain't no government employee no more. Powder don't know right went down the wrong pipe then. God, oh, no, let me use it. Call it doge. The doge. <laughs> doge. What's up with it, man? Man, y'all got it, man. You got it, man. I ain't got it, man. I'm just, I'm just in here, man. I see the new merch, man. Walk by faith. Ah, uh, yeah, man. You, you see, I'm move that camera on there. You got to get Uncle Ray on that joint right there. Walk by faith, not by sight. Y'all make sure y'all, y'all go cop that. www.arrogance.com. I, I just can't text you what size I want. Nah, don't come in. Don't drop your size in the com- you can drop your size in the comment, but this is where it's gonna stop. So, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so I ain't no shipping attached to it. You gotta go to the website. I don't have anything at my house. None of that. We we uh is at the warehouse. You gotta get shipped uh from the warehouse. I thought you, this you go on Amazon work. and order your shit. You can nah, go on Amazon and order your shit, and it's gonna show up to the door. <laughs> Hey, hey, putting them sizes in them comments ain't, ain't no better than spam mail, huh? Man, don't put your okay, size in the comment. Don't call me on Facebook. I don't care who it is. I'm not answering. <laughs> don't call me on Facebook. Send me a message or something. Don't call me, though. Go off. Um, Go off, man. Go off. Yeah, this is how we started this episode tonight, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My heart beating fast. I might need some sonography. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. Well, it's too funny. They might go from choking to snapping. Why do you get me started like this, bro? <laughs> he got some mess on his mind, too. <laughs> hey, man, I like that shirt. I like them shirts y'all got on, too, man. Yeah, man. Shout out, Eric. You know, God, family, money, you know. Yeah, yeah, rocking, man. Man. yeah, man. We here, man. We here. Mr. Sticks and Stones. Yeah, man. You know, pretty pretty good wins that can't complain. So I'm, I'm loose, you know. I ain't got I ain't no goose though. I might need some of this over with. You lose. Just keep moving. Just keep moving, man. Oh, okay. Just keep moving. <laughs> look, look <at> <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh 
man. Hey, don't start tonight, man. Come on, man. We got a good show. Let's get rolling, man. He just wanted to yeah. switch position with you, man. I did what it was. Yes, All right. <laughs> 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 no. Going none. Mm. All right, man. We're gonna we're gonna get started, man. Tonight, uh, we back for episode twenty-eight. Man, uh, a good friend. You know what I'm saying? Is she in either of y'all classmates? That 05, man. You know, 05 been deep on the show. It's like yeah. the fourth, fourth, fourth person from yeah. 05. Yeah, man. Good friend, like a sister, you know what I'm saying? Like a cousin, all that family. Been around forever. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, what I like to call my sister, Kenya Evans. Don't bring her on right now. Hey, y'all. What up? What's up, guys? What y'all up to? Man, you know, trying to keep Eric on the out there. Hey, they, they, they be trying to keep me in order, Kenya. That's all. That's all. Yeah, hey. I, I need it at least once a week, and the middle of the week, the best time to get it. So, yeah. 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 Right. What you, right. what you been up to? Man, nothing, you know, slow motion. Um, I'm PRN, working here or there. Work when I want to, when I don't feel like it, it don't work. Oh, oh. <laughs> Damn, that's nice. Well, I mean, PRN lifestyle, nice. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Hey. I made that decision. Spend more time with my kids. You know, they growing up. Yeah. One thing we can't get back is time, y'all. So yeah, yeah you you right about that. Hey, I just made the decision to step out on faith and go. Yeah, yeah. Before so, we uh go further, I ain't uh. Get your introduction all the way out because I ain't want to fumble them letters like that. And I ain't have it written down in front of me like I should have. So I ain't I ain't want to confuse the people. But yeah. is it RCS, RDCS? Yes. Yeah. So Kenya Evans, DS, RCS, RCDS, or RDCS. CSC, yes. But, uh, That's right. <laughs> Hey, that's a name on that man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy part about it, y'all, they mean the same thing. I just took two separate. I took two separate board exams. Yeah. But it, later on in the show, I'll tell you how that came about. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we appreciate. It. Don't put no Chad Davis man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. We appreciate nah. it. <laughs> so, so Kenya, uh, we we gonna jump it off just like we do uh, with everybody. We be bringing on from cold water, so. Just kind of, you know, describe what it was like growing up in the town of Coldwater uh, for yourself. Oh, man. Coldwater is who I am. Like, growing up in Coldwater was fun. Everybody from Coldwater, one thing we're going to do, we're going to laugh. If we're going to have a good time, I don't care who we are, I don't care who we see, where we at, we just going to have a good time. Growing up in Coldwater was pleasant. It taught me a lot of good things. And a lot of bad things too, <laughs> but oh, but overall, it, it made me who I am. Like I said, you know, we moved a lot, which I, a lot of people don't know is I'm really from Quima County. We moved to Coldwater when I was three years old. My brother was four, and um, just growing up, being around my neighbors, Mac, Mac was my he was out. Mac was my first neighbor, and we used to play together. How we used to come together, and it was like you. You never met a stranger when you're from Coldwater. When you when you come new into town and they introducing you to people like, hey, it's, it's almost like, okay, we friends. Day one. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do a certain thing or be a certain crowd to 
hang around a certain group of people, that sort of thing. Yeah. So it was all love growing up in Coldwater. I had a good time. Everybody know me by what, what I do best, y'all. Lay. That's Lay. it. <laughs> <laughs> Infectious. Infectious, Lay. Yeah. Like, yeah. man, that laughing got me in plenty of trouble. I'll never get out of it. said, man, you just made me feel bad for talking about dude. <laughs> hey, look, look, we, we was actually uh, thinking earlier, and we was talking through, like, hey, when, when did they move? I told, I told, uh, I told Jake, I said, man, I tell you, it was early on because all I remember is I was with Ricky in Head Start. So I'm like, but, I don't know, can you even remember what it was like when they moved to Cold Water? Yep, I do. I I remember. I I vaguely remember my brother getting on the bus, and I I was crying. I was like, I want to go. My mom was like, You ain't old enough to go. That's how I know we moved to cold water <laughs> when I was three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I so, so um, during your time in cold water, like who who would you say had the most influence on your life coming up out of cold water? And I know you could probably name a few, but it top, who top of mind had a lot of influence on your life? Coming up, that's a good question. I know this is gonna find, sound cliche, but growing up, man, my dad had a lot of influence on my life. Um, just because of who he was in the community, you know what I'm saying? Baseball, like he coached kids before my brother and I even got of age to even play, and that spoke a lot of volume in my life, you know, just growing up seeing him. But just a cult, somebody just from cold water. Uh, let me think. This or in and around cold water. They ain't got to be from cold. Yeah, yeah I'm about to say. I'm about to say they were actually good enough because your, your daddy influenced yeah. a lot of people. I know you done seen and heard. We know definitely yeah. yeah. not nobody from Arkabella. We know that. Hey, Arkabella, Arkabella was like her brother's second home when we were fishing. Sure was. Yeah, I man. You know. Sure was. Like I say, for a little stint, there was almost like Kenny's my sister for a minute. Sure would. I mean, I, I hung around I hung around y'all all the time. It was like yep. we were family, especially with baseball, basketball. Like, that's just what we did. Like, yep. Yeah, because I remember the first time I was over there and Kenya posted me up and, and put it out the glass and beat rig like the head of fit. I said, and never no more. <laughs> <laughs> never no more. <laughs> Show you right. Show you right. Yep. Um, I know I remember, like you said, we grew up together. Being over y'all house, y'all being over my house all the time. Um, but during our teenage years, y'all lost y'all home to a fire. Yeah. Um, can you describe the feeling or, or talk about how that impacted you? Or you know, when it happened, it was like it was just unreal, and I just didn't want to believe it. I was just stuck. I didn't have no feelings to be honest. You know, um, but once I once it actually settled in. I was sad the fact that, you know, we lost all of our, you know, my letterman jacket, the most valuable things coming from high school that I just can't get back, you know? So, of course, it was on Christmas Day. Everything that, you know, I had a laptop, everything was just gone. So I was just, I was just in them, I was just stuck for a moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't, I was sad, of course, you know what I'm saying? That's how, you know, that's what we grew up at and having the thought of having to move somewhere else. But at the time, I think I was in college or yeah, I was in college. I was in college when it happened. So I really went at home a lot, lot. So I stayed on campus. So, you know, the most memorable that. part. I, I know, know my brother, that. man. Woo. He hurt. 
Yeah, Rick, yeah, Rick like to have a fit behind this. Yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know why. When it come to me and, and certain, the way I feel, like, it just don't hit me like it'll hit somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I be hurt, but my mind just, until I just take like three, four days, you know, moving ahead, and I be thinking I have to sit there and analyze it. But at the time, I mean, I was just stuck. I was just like, oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. So, um, so Kenya, we're we going to talk about your career and like I said, um, you know, post high school here in a minute. But um, when you was coming up, you know, I know you was playing ball and doing all the other stuff, you know, the extracurricular stuff, along with helping out with your mom. She was a cosmetologist. So um, did you aspire to do anything else other than what you're doing now? And if so, what was that? Yeah. You know, I always wanted to become a physical therapist, y'all. Like, doctor in front of my name. Like, always. Like, my mama used to always tell me, I used to like, when I was a little, little girl, I used to be like, oh, I want to go do her. She would say, she would always put in my head, nope, you're not going to do her. You're going to do something. You're going to get you some benefits and some this this you're going to have. You're going to be able to take care of you and your family. Like, no, nah, this ain't always going to, my business ain't going to always be like this forever. So she instilled into me. So I never just was like, oh, you know, when I got older, I definitely didn't want to do hair after just being in the shop, shampooing, long hours, standing up, back hurt. Like, they're just, no, nah, I never <laughs> want to do it after that. Didn't, didn't pay me right, you know. So, nah. <laughs> uh -uh. Uh -uh. <laughs> so I, I honestly, before I started my career, like I said, I just I always wanted to become a physical therapist from day one, ninth grade. That was what I wanted to do. So, yeah. So, um, follow up to that. You young, um, so it, it ain't out of the woods, you know. Cure my yes, wife's it is. Well, hey, I'm talking about you can't even find. Uh, uh, no, I ain't going yeah. to school. Well, yeah, you might not want to go back, but like I said, uh, Kira, you know, my wife, she's a physical therapist, and a few of her classmates was in, was in their 40s when she was going to the program. So, it, you know, it's, it's in, your, in your sights. Keep it in your sights. But you know, man, shh, man, just having this career right here, board exam, that, man, I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to go back through that, like, I don't even want it. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, you mentioned uh, your brother, uh, and I've always, you know, looked at y'all and the, the relationship that that, that y'all have. I know you probably could talk all day on that, but just kind of describe the relationship, you know, uh, with, with your brother, and you know, y'all growing up, and even now in adulthood, y'all still being as close as y'all. Right. Are. Yeah, me and my brother are super close. Man, how I would describe that is ride or die. You know, we just like any other sister and brother, we have our, you know, beef here, there. But, man, me and my brother thick as thieves, but that's just how my mama raised us. She always raised, he better have my back and I better have his. And to this day, so it's, I mean, ain't nothing changed. We talk every day, two, three times a day. We plan I, every so, I told him every three months, either we need to come up there, go see him, or he need to come back home. So, you know, that's just what we do. Yeah, that's dope. He's, he's still my man. Yep. <laughs> he said, I'll be shaming him. We still calling me that. Listen, I'll be in Walmart. Bro, I don't care where I'm at. My man, you hear me? Come in. Um, yeah. And then I know uh, we, we you mentioned this uh, a little while ago, but your dad was responsible for introducing 
organized sports to I would say pretty much everybody in cold water. Right. But I know coming up and then playing for him as his child, like could be different. But I guess my question is, what what was that experience like um, trying to play up to his standards, you know, while he was teaching, you know, the whole community? Man, honestly, it wasn't bad. Like he pushed me at times and um, but I never felt like, you know, that he, he always made me feel uh, secure in knowing that you, my daughter, you make a mistake. It's OK. You can, you know, next play, get it again. He never, you know, what I'm saying he gave me constructive criticism at times, but I never just felt that pressure of, oh, my God, I got to score this amount of points this night or I got to be this, you know, to because I'm Ricky Tyson's daughter. You know, yeah. I never I never felt that from him. So okay. it was good. Yeah. Did you uh did, were you on one of the teams at one state? Uh-uh. No. Uh shit. No, 06. What was it, Ken? 06? 07? It was in 06 and 07. Yep. 06 and 07. Yep. 06 what? Well, the, the year 06. The 2006 the girls uh basketball championship they won the championship. The yeah. state. Not, not 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 your little class, but that year the team won. Not your little class. Yeah. I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought you was. A, I mean, well, we. I know y'all went to state. Yeah, we went to state. But Actually, like us, we went to state back like us, back back several years. Yeah. yeah, we got all the way to the end. Yep. Yo, yo. Yeah, because I think that first of y'all went. That's when uh you was a junior when Murphy Murphy broke her foot and she was shooting yep. on one leg down there. Right. Yeah. So we went back to back, but yeah. So was there any pressure, Kenya? I know. I know. Early on, you was playing with the guys. Uh, <laughs> I know Jordan asked about your daddy and the pressure of your daddy, but was there any pressure that you felt like playing against the guys? I know you was a kid, but still. Uh, uh, it just ain't normal, I guess, because I had a brother, you know? I ain't even think nothing of it. Wasn't no co I mean, wasn't no separate league. Yeah, now, nah, look, I, I said to say, Jordan, it, it wasn't hard, Jordan, when she posted me up and put it out glass. <laughs> so that's what I'll get back to. <laughs> it ain't hard to post you up there. <laughs> No offense to Kenny, you you try, you try. See that you come hey, on over here. Let's move on. Before we both, before we both be calling that. We, we both be calling uh, You said what? Morning, I gotta go. Yeah, you know, you know the uh, the the driver tried to tried to dunk in my joint a few weeks ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Amazon dude. Tell me, come no. on, that bad foot. <laughs> Kenny, uh. Did you so being that you played basketball um for the late Coach Spiral? Uh, yeah, he, it was what like type of impact, what type of impact would you say Coach Spiral had on your life? Man, he had an impact of I don't care how far you don't quit, don't give up, keep going. Oh, I remember he used to run me to I throw up, man. I never forget them days. Coach Spiral, one of the reasons why I just said, you know what, I ain't playing basketball out there. He <laughs> That man, he ran Got up to the man. He would put 60 minutes on the clock, and you couldn't stop until it was zero, zero, zero. Man, but I love Coach Power. You know what I'm saying? His energy, like, at times, like, he'll make you feel this little at times, but, you know, when you do something, but your game going to reflect in, in game time, in game situations, you came through. So that's what I love about Coach Power. Man, I miss him, too. Cause five was different, man. I remember we used to come back from them long trips. 
from ain't no shawl or somewhere away in the delta. Hey, miss some free throw. Y'all won by 20, and then y'all still had to practice. Shoot free throw. Yep, sure did. Sure did. 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Had school the next day. Yeah, I hadn't ever seen like that was different. Like, next level. Yup. But that explains why he had a, a winning season, you know, every season because he pushed us, man. When I tell you, he pushed we. Well, I, I, I never forget my once I graduated, I was like, man, I ain't never playing ball no more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we used to get back Kiki and get out the bus and go somewhere eating. Y'all in there just running sprints and shooting free throws. Man, ooh, we sleep. Cause you know you be half sleeping the way you didn't draw you done rolled an hour and a half to get back home and you had crackers in your eyes, you gotta get out the bus and roll. Hey, you too much. Hey, what in your eye, King? Crackers. crackers. <laughs> Madam. <laughs> it just make you wanna get like just man, it was so bad. Oh, it was so bad. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, so bad. we we asked Ashley this when she was on, so we're gonna put you on the spot. Your top five players from Coldwater High School all time, in no particular order. Uh, Yolanda Reed, uh, Charlene Murphy, Lamesha McIntyre, McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, stop right there. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Macador, uh, uh, Angelica Phillips, and Tiffany Reed. Bud Reed. Yep. That's what's up. Solid five, yeah. I take that, yeah, yeah. So, we're gonna transition. Uh, well, you got another question? No, nah, I was gonna say, I was an honorary uh, Ashley Daniels on that top five, yeah. Oh, Ashley Daniels, but you know what? Listen, I said honorary, man. I can, I can put honorary in that kindly. I tend to like for if 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 they weren't before me, I that, tend that to not saying. remember the people yeah. that was. You know what I'm saying? Under me. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they had some hoopers on their team too. Ashley, uh, what's the uh uh look the future girl? Lanita. 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 Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, yeah well, they had some hoopers too. Yeah, so. you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh but but before you move on, Mac, I think a lot of people don't know this, but um you were a um uh what word did I want to use? You were a skilled musician. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. In the, in the band, uh, I yes. think that's, that's probably where I, I spent <clears throat> around you. But uh, what do you remember most from 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 that? And do you still try to play any instruments today? Uh, no, I don't play today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, the band, you know, the band honestly was one of my least favorite things to do, but it took me the furthest. Um, my first two years at Northwest, I got a band scholarship. So, and I played in the jazz band and the marching band. Like I said, it wasn't my favorite thing to do, but hey, it paid for school. 
I mean, my son in the band now, and I'm trying, he want to play trombone. I'm like, well, if you just play the saxophone, I could teach you. Yeah. But, you know, and I had a saxophone. So we we, we could have been a win-win situation, but you know how kids are. Yeah. They see their friends the doing money. this. They want. <laughs> huh? He said, spend the money. Whatever you get, whatever you gotta do to spend the money, they're gonna find it. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's, it sounds like Mr. Morton um helped y'all or pushed y'all to a good point. Get some scholarships out there, man. It's quite a few people got scholarships. Yeah, yeah Mr. Yeah, he was pretty consistent though. Mr. Morton, like he he was pretty consistent. Yeah. So he was good. He was a good band director. I seen him. He worked at uh I know you'd have seen him too, Jordan. Yep. If you'd have been there, if you'd have been there. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Yeah. They got a sex band in Olive Garden. Oh man, like a, a, a manager, yeah. or something. like a GM in that joint. Yeah. 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 Me, me, Mr. Morton had some battles, man. But you know, he he put. <laughs> 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 yeah. Join you a bad and bad man. Oh, Lord, you ain't get kicked out for real. <laughs> oh, man, it was bad. I ain't gonna even share some of the stories. You know? Hey, you know, it is what it is. You know. Yeah. And Jordan, that's how you moving in the band, man. Hey, man. You a, you a clip on? <laughs> <laughs> you were with clip on when you had that champagne? <laughs> you know what? When you brought that champagne on the bus. No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I remember that. He got in big trouble. I think Cliff Ball got kicked out of suspended or something behind there. Yep, don't somebody sure switch. Yep, I remember man. that. Yeah, yep. no, I don't remember that, man. Nah, it, I think it was just, you know, being cocky, you know, and uh, because we was the one, we was the one section that he really didn't know a lot about. So like, we was writing our own music, me and Jay Michael, and you know, so it was just like, what you gonna tell us, you know? So <laughs> but, anyway, it is. But so that's, can that's we, another uh, show, another show, <laughs> another story for another day. Yeah. Uh, we transitioning into uh, your college journey. Uh, you said you attended Northwest on a band scholarship. Is that Excuse me. Is that what led you to going to Northwest? Was it your first choice or was it like scholarship? Scholarship, straight scholarship. That's it. You know, I yeah. was sold on it. I ain't had to pay for school. Yeah. Northwest was some good days though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get that. First my first time going to a party. I called my brother. I was like, hey man. He was like, well, I said, you think I should call my mom and tell her where he's at? That man, he must have snapped. <laughs> he was like, Ken, you in college? Like, no. Like, no. Why? <laughs> like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> but that was the start of some one of some of the best days of my life. Yeah. And look, that, that brings me to my question. Eric teased me when I put this question on our uh on our note. But I think we had Tracy Blackburn on here talking about Northwest. We had Chad. Me. We had Chad. So, like, during our time, like, when we was coming up high school or whatever, do you feel like Northwest kind of got a bad rap for, like, being the school? Because I feel like when we were coming out, people were saying, oh, man, you need to go and go off, you know, somewhere else to school. Or, well, I think because of the proximity of it and, like, we were 
able to be on campus and all that kind of stuff like that. that people just made it seem like it was a, a bad decision. But I mean, hearing you talk about the scholarship and going there, like what 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 made that uh, be an easy um, easy uh, thing for you? And, and, well, first of all, you know, coming from cold water, like a lot of people, you know, think that cold water don't have the best, you know, school system for us. Like, you know, because I was told when I graduated, you don't need to go to no four year college. You just come from cold water. Like, you might need to start in Northwest because you might get down somewhere to four year college and, you know, flunk out or something like this. So Northwest was good for me. I never looked down on it. I like, but that, that scholarship sold me. Mm. That, was, that was my, you know, but Northwest. I love Northwest. Yeah. I never, you know, I don't know why people look down on Northwest like that, though. I feel I, I just, I was telling Eric, like, I never, I just feel like people did. Like, they just, you know, felt like it was, if you was. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, you yeah, felt, like they felt like I, you didn't accomplish nothing if you went to Northwest. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. What I would say is people, like, down the road, see Northwest as <laughs> being the school right at home. Because yeah, you know, we, we spent quite a bit of time in Northwest while we were in high school. And then when you at Northwest, you gotta go home for the weekend, you know, all that right. type of stuff. And you know, similar to any other college, like, you know, people from Oxford don't want to go to Ole Miss. Most of them don't, because it's right there at home. Right. So, you know, and same thing Starville. That's why Ole Miss our football team got a lot of Starville, Starville football players. So, mm. you know, a lot of people just don't wanna be like right there at home. And when they when they go to college, they wanna kind of go down the road a little bit. So I think that's what the uh the idea is. Not necessarily. I think it's, it's, a I think it's uh, proximity. Uh, I think it's negativity bias. Like right. people, just, people from Coldwater and, and the surrounding area general, in general, or, or I could just say our people sometimes tend to just have this negativity bias about uh, things that they get to see often. Yeah, right. So because you see it so much, you just think it's it's nothing because you're right there. But you've never been inside the doors of the place. Just looking from the outside, right? And you and you you making these assumptions. You never went to Norway. You don't even have a degree. Uh, <laughs> might not have a diploma. And then you talk about how bad Northwest is. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That is you know true. What I'm saying you, I take that with a grain of salt. I, I, I feel yeah. like you know because I was going to the football games on what is it Thursday nights or whatever. Yep. My brother was there, so I'm in the dorms. I'm, you know, like, it's just, it was, I don't know. Like, you just was there. But then, too, you had a lot of people that went, and, you know, they might have been there their first semester, and then they were back playing in the gym in cold water. So the <laughs> the yeah. second semester, like, I'm going, back, I'm going back in January. No, you ain't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think that that had a lot to do with it. Like people, I can, think, see that. I can see that from a student perspective, though, because you feel like, you know, you already lived at, you already lived a Northwest life in high school if you down the street and you had all the parties and right. you going all the games. So right. I can understand that. Right. Yeah, but just as far as education and getting a bad rap for as far as that, right? I mean, yeah, I just I think can... it's just a bunch of yeah. people not knowing what they're talking about. Basically, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. especially West. about the education piece, because yeah. I mean, I got some some of my best schooling in Northwest, and it's so funny how people talk about, oh, Northwest ain't this, Northwest ain't that, but let them try to get into nursing school or the first thing they're gonna do, go to take the court. Oh, I go to take it in Northwest, it'll be easier in Northwest versus yeah. taking it at a four year college. So people yeah. do do that though. Yeah, yeah. they're like, about to say, we got one of the better nursing programs in the state. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. they do. Yeah. 
Starfield, I mean, Mississippi State got a nursing program. Here. Look at him. Okay, we're going to transition to um, college. I think Max said already, but we, we want to wrap that part of it up. You know, the second part of college, I mean, we already started with. So, you know. Okay. Uh, Joey says, Joey froze. He froze. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say that. No, he was, um, so, um, yeah, start. Can he just threw it off the whole thing off? Okay, let me. Yeah, we didn't even finish. He just didn't want to answer Jordan, whatever they call it. So, right so, so, I, so I threw it off because I didn't want to answer Jordan's question. That wasn't relevant. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, but don't th- have a think we about to transfer. <laughs> I know, like I'm just confused. Like, where did I start? Like, we're not from Northwest up to my career. Come on. So, so when you finish at Northwest, I I just pick it up. When you finish at Northwest, uh, where did you end up going to school, and and how Um, did that decision come about? Um, I end up going to Mississippi University for Women in Columbus, Mississippi. So the decision came about. I got accepted into Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Knoxville. And the W. I had four. I had four schools that I got accepted into. So how my decision came about was my number one school was to go to Knoxville. I wanted to go to UT Knox. So I went to visit UT Knox. And once I went to visit, when I met with the counselor and she was going over the courses, I wanted to go into the exercise science program where I have to do a whole nother year to take their courses before I start the program. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Then I had to pay out of state tuition. No, I don't want to do that either. So then I started looking at Mississippi State. Mississippi State was the same way. And so when I looked into the W, I went straight into the program. I could graduate in the next two years. So that was my decision. And I also could have had a band scholarship. Well, they offered me a band scholarship in Mississippi to play in Mississippi State. But it was only like $800. And I feel I burned more gas and going back and forth. And I just said, nah, I'm straight. So that's how I ended up at the W. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot you went to the W, actually. Yep. Yep. That's uh, a good a good analysis. Not even analysis, but just breaking down like, uh, cause I'm just thinking about like Jayla and how we choosing and figuring out what school she want to go to and this and that, and then just breaking that down and figuring out well, this making more sense for this reason or this make doesn't make right. sense for this reason. Despite this being my number one choice, I'm gonna go another way because. I want to finish school in this amount of time, and this uh, better supports that in my goal. Right, right. But li- listening, because to- I wasn't no school person. I just wanted to get it over fast as I could. Like I, I ain't like being in school. My mama forced me to go to college, like all of it. <laughs> but li- listening to you talk about, you know, your decision to go to Northwest and then to the W. What do you, what do you feel like? Um, what would you attribute it to, like the the like how conscious you were financially about the decisions that you you needed to make at, at such an early age? Oh man, I was very conscious about it because that all that tally up into how much. And actually, the W was the cheapest at the time. That played a factor in it because I knew I didn't want to have another lot of student loan. I knew I wanted a car. My car were old. You know what I'm saying? Then I had to figure out like. What are the chances of as soon as I graduate getting a job and I got to pay this money back? So all of it came into effect when I come to making my decision on special financially. I looked at financially. I looked at how I'm, who gonna, I'm gonna finish the fastest. You know, the fastest program. Like I took all of that into consideration. All of it. Like just to just to piggyback on that, do you like did your parents sit you down and y'all had a 
like a conversation about it to make you aware of, you know, because I feel like a lot of times we're just pushing kids to college and not discussing the, right. the, the financial part of it. Like they, we're taking right. out student loans and we, you know, and so um, for you to be able to do that at 18, right. it, I feel like it's just a, a feather in your cap. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my dad, my parents definitely set me down to talk about, you know, my decision, you know, to help finalize my decision making when it comes to that. And honestly, shoot, the first, I know at least the first year, my dad and my mama, you know, was financially paying for my schooling before I actually, my last semester or my last year, that's when I took out a student loan. So, yeah. And it, so your dad had to pay for it. So it's like, well, you need to find the cheapest. Which I was cool with. I liked the W. I visited the W, and I had some friends that was already there, so it was cool. Yeah. No, yeah. I see my light change colors. My bad. What man? Your question. You you gotta overlook them, Kenny. That's that's they little thing. Oh, it's all, it's all good. I already know. They actually, they actually been doing good. I'm proud of y'all. Y'all yeah. did good tonight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you asked my questions before. Ask them again. I'm tasked with keeping them in line. So. <laughs> hey, they used to be my job. I got demoted. So. All right, so he didn't ask the question then. So while you were going through your 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 collegiate uh, experience. Like, what were some of the challenges, like, throughout? I know you talked about uh, going from one program to, to the other program, to the one school to the next school. You talked about the finances. But what were some of the other challenges that you may have experienced going through the program? Oof, man, studying. Be honest, just studying. Like, just knowing how to study. Like, going to cold water, like, I can go over, uh, if I'm having a test, I can look over it. If I got a test in fifth period, I can look over it in third period and still pass my test. You know what I'm saying? I have, I have a good memory when it comes to like, like storing information that I, I can see it and I, I can turn around and put it right back on the paper. So just, man, going to the W, like I real did had to study. Like I failed my first semester I failed two classes that I had to retake, and I was devastated. I called my mama. I was crying. I was like, I can't do this. I'm ready to come home. She was like, nope, you're not coming. You're going to stay down there. You're going to take it again. I went to summer school. Like, it was it was tough. Like I said, the most challenging part was just studying, learning how to sit at home, block everything out, study, and put it on there because it wasn't as easy as Northwest. It was it was very challenging, very challenging. That's and and I wasn't no school person either. I ain't like to study. <laughs> See, that's why I want you to ask your first question first, man. Oh, okay, I appreciate it, man. Go yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? So, um, given all that you just explained, was was it different than you imagined? And did you – I probably already answered this, but did you feel prepared? For the for the W. Yeah, and, and two – this is like two-part, right? Did you feel prepared – you already said from Northwest it was a challenge. So how much different would it have been if you had you gone straight there from Coldwater? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Hey, we, we, hey, my, my, my man can answer the question. <laughs> listen, let's just say 
I probably would have dropped out and came back. I would have been one on one, been in Northwest this second semester. Let's just say that. Let's just let's just say that. Uh, prepared like no, nah, I wasn't prepared. To be honest, honestly, I graduated. I had a nice little GPA in Northwest. I was killing. It. I thought I, you know, okay. But man, when I got to that four year college, it just hit different. Like it was just different. Like no, nah, I wasn't prepared at all for that. It, it humbled me a lot. I would tell you that it set me down. It humbled me, and it made me go to the library and sit down and study for two hours. Like, like, forced me to do that. So, yeah. And you you mentioned those hard classes and taking them over in the summer. Um, so students getting ready for college, don't listen to that advisor. If you know a class hard, you know it ain't your area of, of study. Then you know plan to take that class during the summer because the hardest classes are the easiest during the summer. Show you right. Show yeah. you right. It is true. Why? Why you think that is? Um, because I, I think it's my opinion, but I think the professors look at it as this young person is taking the additional time out to take summer school versus going home for the summer and partying, and they're gonna come in here during the summer hours and uh, sit in the classroom for double the amount of time, or sometimes triple the amount of time to get this subject. Then they'll have more attention because. You sit in classrooms where you might have 12 people in there versus 300. So you're getting the attention and you can ask the questions and get the um, the detail that you need. Because I feel financial management uh, failed with, with, with a, well, I made a D in there. So that's really failed. Right. So I, I took it over in the summer and the best I could still do in that class with a different professor was a B. But when I when I passed it during the summer, you know, I knew what I was doing with the class. Huh? Yeah. So but then too? That ratio, I know that ratio will have a lot to do with it. But then, yeah. two teachers don't want to teach in the summer. They just be flexing. They be wanting the money. They be needing the money. Now that I'm yeah. older, now like they don't be want to be there just as much as we don't want to be there. So they do make it a little bit easier, though. Yeah. 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 So, Katie, what what um what advice as that, uh, that, that water will be good in Do I be yeah. slacking like that? Nah, this is <laughs> this is green tea, man. He got some lemon in that water. But it's definitely green. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> my question is: What advice <laughs> would, would you get? Oh, they know I'm gonna get them now. <laughs> I'm sneak up on you. Like <sighs> really that man forget it quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. So make me go buy some tea. All right, give me some green tea right now. But look, what what advice would you give students right now who are preparing uh, for college? For, for for college, whether they're going to Northwest or going to straight to a four year university. Um, my advice would be for students going to college, seniors getting ready. My honest advice would be: please look into a trade before you go to a four year school, and know, or if you do decide to go to a four year school. Follow that plan out. Know what you're going to do. Don't wait. Like, everything is too expensive to be wasting money now, you know? And you can go to a trade, go to do a program for 18 months, 15 months, and still make, you know, just as much money if you have a bachelor's degree, you know? So I would say look into that and <clears throat> know where you're going. Know who you are. Know where you're going. Put God first and study. Study. Cause you know, like like I said, everything too expensive to be throwing away money. At the time, we didn't know it, but man, you know, if you fail a class, then you got to spend some more money, extra money to retake it in the summertime. You know, so save that Ooh, money. Do the same work again. 
that you could have did the first time. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I had my fair share of hundreds of dollars I spent on some school. Thousand probably. Ain't no telling. Yeah. Well, I definitely commend you for going to Northwest on a scholarship and then making your next move. Because, you know, I know I know when I came out of high school, if you were going to college, it, it was like, and, and Jordan mentioned the Northwest part about people, you know, looking down on Northwest. But it was almost like if you was accepted in the four-year, go. But when, right. I look back, when I look back, I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. Well, I, I should have gone two-year and saved probably $15,000. Right, because you're going to get the same schooling yep. regardless. Yep. Real quick, y'all. Can I tell y'all my story? give him a piece. I'm going to try to fast forward. I'm going to try not to make it long. I'm going to try to shorten it up. So when I graduated from Northwest, we was always told growing up, hey, you go to school, you get a degree, you go get a good job, right? That's yep. what we were told. So believe it or not, when I gra- a lot of people don't know this. When I graduated from North, uh, Mississippi University for Women, I didn't have a job. I applied for I actually started applying January before I actually graduated. I couldn't find a job nowhere. So, of course, I had to move back home. I was working at Big Star. This is what people don't know. You know what I'm saying? I had to work at Big Star. I was working at this school. This lady, my na- my dad and them neighbor at the time was like, hey, we can come work for the school. I ain't know what they were doing. <clears throat> I just said, okay, I need a job. Get what I was. Is it a custodian? That's the word. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. And I didn't even have sense enough to be like, I think my brother had to say, Kenya, you got your bachelor's degree. Why are you doing it? Because I had to make money. And I didn't care, you know what I'm saying? And honestly, the reason I was so humble going through that stage in life, and I'll never forget after I quit there, I worked there for probably like six to eight months, and I finally got a job at this physical therapy place, y'all. My starting salary was $9.41, and I was so excited. I was so happy. I didn't have sense enough to think that I wasn't making no money. Worked there two years, got on. My cousin working at GE, I was like, yeah, put me on. And I was like, I heard they had a health fitness type thing and they had fitness trains. I was like, okay, that's in my field. So let me, maybe I get my feet in though, go work. Come to find out, y'all, there was an intern position for old Miss students. So they won't even, they don't even hire for their position. So I got stuck there, worked there a couple of years. And then I left, I took a $3 pay cut to go to uh, Reggie White uh, Cardiac Rehab. Job went out there. I mean, I ain't get paid for the last two months I worked there. And I'll end up working at the watch train for nine dollars, huh? A three dollar pay cut from nine dollars. No, no, I I didn't want to clarify that. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. At GE, I was making like $17 at the time, so I took a three dollar pay cut and I started at Reggie White because I just wanted something in my field what I went to school for. And so when I um, that job went out, I said, Okay, fine, I'm gonna go back to school, I'm gonna be a physical therapy. When I tell y'all, I could not pass the entry exam to get in none of these little trade schools at all. Like, and I kept telling BJ, out my husband, I was like, I know I ain't that dumb, man. Like, what's going on? What is going on? I could not figure it out. I applied for PT school. I even went back to school to go to get my, take my A&P over to kind of like, you know, get my GPA up and because they said my class was too, oh, okay. Did that. I finally said, okay, God. I'm going to school to be a physical therapist. That's it. I don't care how long it take me. I'm going to do it. I got a phone call from uh, Methodist University. Dr. William Phillips called me. He said, hey, I see you applied for a PT student position, but I'm calling you. You you, know, you, you got cardiac rehab background. You want, you know, we got a job opening. Can you want to interview? I was like, heck yeah. Started working there. I started out with $17. I was so happy. He was like, I can't pay you that much, but, you know, 
we can kind of work our way. I try to get some more money. But in my mind, I'm thinking, I was so happy to get $17. He was just thinking, like, that wasn't nothing to him. But to me, that was a lot at the time, right? I worked there. I did that for four years. And when I did that, I used to have to go in and help with the stress test or stress echoes is what we call them. And the doctor, I used to ask a lot of questions because I was the one standing on after they get off the treadmill. I check their blood pressure, make sure they heart rate, all this stuff was good. And I used to ask a whole bunch of questions about the echo and doing this. And my friend was like, you should do it. And I was like, no, I don't think it looked too complicated. Like they look way too hard. Like I'm straight. I'm good in cardiac rehab. This is what I love to do. And so as time went on, and I never forget it was in 2015. I thought Braylon, my oldest son, I thought he had a pink eye. And I said, let me just take him to the doctor and see what's going on. And the doctor was like, I hear a heart murmur. I said, a heart murmur? He was like, yeah. And so I, he said, well, we'll get an echo, make sure it's okay. So got an echo. Well, it wasn't fine. He had a hole in his heart. He had to have surgery. He didn't have open heart surgery, but he had to get the hole closed up. He had to go to the bottom. And after that, I started to say, well, okay, God, well, maybe I should do it. When I tell you my steps was ordered so to the point to where, like, it was scary. Like, I ain't, like, the doc, the same doctor I used to ask questions, he wrote my letter of recommendation. I got accepted in the program, went through school. But let me tell you something. While I was in school, that was one of the worst years of my life other than my day to day. I ain't lying. I went through everything that could have happened that went wrong, went wrong in my life. When I said went all the way wrong, there was the devil trying to stop me. But when I tell you, finally went to school. Huh? I said you still prevail. Yeah, I still prevail after all that. Then we in, in echo school, you have to take two board exams. The first one is like the how to work the machine and all that kind of stuff. So I took that before I graduated, passed it. Well, my echo, my specialty board exam, I didn't pass it. So this is what I would tell you about. I got two. So that's why you see the RCS and the RDCS is because I didn't pass. I was devastated. I flunked about five points and I kept saying, God, what is going on, man? I was just praying, praying, studying, praying, didn't get no sleep, plenty of night, just up studying, praying. So, okay. I said, I think I'm going to be smart because it's, it's two tests, but I can take the one that is one full. I'm going to take the other register, the easier one, as people say, the easier register. So I took it. Y'all, I ain't lying. I got all well, halfway through stick tear rolling up in the crack of my eye. I said, <laughs> Lord, I know I ain't finna pass it. What you wrong with me? <laughs> like, I, like I was praying. I was so scared, but y'all, I passed it. So I passed that one. So fast forward, I started working in Stern Cardiovascular in South Haven, and they say, oh, they pay for your register. I said, well, I'm gonna go back and take the one that I failed. I studied for three weeks, went back and took it. So that's why I had two registers. That's, that's what's up, Kind of like my story. So, <clears throat> so I'm gonna rewind before all that and ask, what led to their career choice? And then just we can just spin that so, back. You, Braylon, you just answered it. Yeah, but yeah, Braylon, when Braylon got sick and I figured out what was going on with him, I wanted to know. I didn't want to just be their parent to just keep taking to the doctor. And I was like, maybe I should do this. And so I already had a heart background because that's what I did. I did cardiac rehab. So what that is, is I used to go get patients up out the bed, walk them, exercise, write an exercise plan for them. So I knew somewhat about the heart. So when it came to doing ultrasounds, you know, I was like, let's do it. And I, when I tell you, I love, love my job. It can get kind of crazy sometimes, but I, 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 I love it. I wouldn't change. I would do that career all the way over again. And that goes to say, so my question is to y'all. Do you think that 
God has predestined everybody life. I, I think so, so because oh, I really, you couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna be no PT. Like I don't care what nobody you couldn't tell me that, but the way he led me around that, I feel like it is. But what y'all thoughts on it? I think so. I think uh, I I'm a big believer in everything happened for a reason, and then uh I like to look back on my life and reflect on moments where I didn't know what was going on and I didn't know what was happening. And then later on, that other puzzle piece come, and I realized, like, this is why that happened to me right, so many years right. ago. Or this is why that happened way back then, even though it was a hard time, or even though I felt this way about it, now I understand why it happened and what it led me to. So, Right, yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I, I would agree. I'm not one to say God told me this or God told me that. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not one of them people, but, um, but, but I will say that I think he gives us all the tools and resources to make the decision that he wants us to make. And when we go the other way, you know, we're going to run to that, that brick wall and we're going to be reminded to go the way that he wants to go. So right. I, I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. see what, what a lot of people don't know. See, Eric was on a fast track. Hey, hey we're being, we being serious, man. We're being serious. Be the second in charge at Bailey Auto. Fast track. <laughs> <laughs> So, I know your grandma had already talked to Mr. Bailey about setting you up <laughs> with a job in case you didn't make it. So, hey, it, but, uh, Eric, wait, you gotta walk by faith, man. Not not by not, sight. Not, not by sight. Yeah. yeah. So you, 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 you got to do it. You got to do what he um what he putting in front of you to do. Yeah. And so and some, sometimes you gotta be taking out your environment, your element. Yeah. You know, this you know, most. this tough. Yeah, because uh, maybe one day we'll, we'll get my wife in here to tell her story, but I'm, I'm gonna tell a snippet of it real quick. So, you know, you share yours. Um, don't don't get discouraged, but um, she did. She went through a similar struggle. Like she took the PT exam. Um, let me let me let me go back. She applied twice for the PT program, didn't get accepted. Then when she got accepted, she took the exam twice before she relocated here to Memphis and took it here to Memphis and passed it. And 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 I, I'm gonna toot her horn and say. That she's the uh, most qualified therapist in her clinic. Okay. Uh, you no, know, that's my opinion as a husband, but you know, it, it ain't a biased one. But I'm, I'm gonna say that. But you know, sometimes you gotta just kind of be taking out your environment. You know. You do, and it brings out the best. You know, people don't want to go through pain. People don't want to go through struggle, but that's the only way you can get to success. Like, I mean, unless you unless you your parents rich, you got billionaire Jay Z, Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can I know you? You know you mentioned a lot about faith in that moment, and uh, I know you you came up through Second Baptist, uh, and I know uh, you've been real close with uh, you know Pastor Eric Gibbons. But just kind of talk about what he's meant to you during your your journey uh, to to reach the point where you have now. Oh man, that man been my rock at this point. Like I used to call him, bang. Like anytime I would call him, he's always there. Pastor Gibbons is one of the reasons why I get up every morning. I don't care if I go out and like get home at 4 a.m. Church started at 8. I'm going to church. Like it when you get a when you have a pastor that be that solid and break things down to where you understand, like he the reason why I love church. Like I love to go to church. Like, like I'm gonna get up and go to work every day or whatever I do on a consistent basis. I'm gonna go to church on a consistent basis. I mean, he's been everything to me. Still is. What's up? Shout out to E. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. 
We trying to get this area right here to go to church. Hey, 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 man. I'm, I'm on. <laughs> I'm, hey, man. I'm going so, back. Really? Me too, man. I, I ain't been like for real. Like I should have been in a long time. But like a lot of that uh, got to do with Pastor Gibbons and, right. and the way that that he delivers. And then you go somewhere else and somebody can't live like that. Bro. And they're like, bro, I am. It's like searching for a good restaurant sometimes, okay. bro. Like, nah, bro, okay. I don't, I'm going to just go when I go back home. Yeah. Like, that's, right. Yeah, so that's been a, a real struggle for me, for real. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, man. I don't like awkward silence. Same. So, so King, uh, as a black female cardiac sonographer, what, what is the cardiac sonographer first before I ask this question? Because we kind of went through your career, but for the people watching that might not know, uh, people like me that might not know, or Eric. So uh, a cardiac sonographer slash echo tech is someone that does ultrasounds of the heart. That's all we look at is the heart. You have other ultrasound techs that do, they do everything except the heart. So they'll let you know how of a specialty we are. Um we make sure when we look at the heart on the screen, we make sure the valves are opening and closing. The heart is squeezing good. We make sure there's no fluid around the heart, no blood clots, no aneurysm. Um, anything can go wrong, we can see it. And we have to be the doctor's first eyes. So you can't be a tech. You can be a picture-taking tech, but you ain't going to have no job long because the doctor's going to get on us. If I, see, if I miss something and I don't tell him, I'm in trouble. So I have to be his first eyes. I have to know just as much as he know. Um, so, you know, it can get kind of stressful at times. We have to go to the OR. We do more than just ultrasounds. Hi, we do this thing. It's called a TEE where they stick the probe down your throat. And you look at, at the end of the probe is a camera. And we look at your heart on a monitor. So we we do quite a bit of stuff. I like it because, you know, I can, it isn't, you can't get bored with it. We go in ICU. We have some sad situations. Like, you know, it could be, it could take a toll on you, you know? So that's why I'm PRN, so I can work when I want to. If I'm stressed out about something, I ain't got to go. I ain't come. I can't work. Nope. Yeah. Sorry. Word. That, 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 was, that was my follow-up question to that. Like, how hold do on, you... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Lord, have mercy. I was asking a question, and then I prefaced it with that. Before you... I know you probably forgot. Go get you some green tea, man. Real quick. I, I ain't mean to cut you out, but I, I ain't asked my question yet. So as a black female cardiac sonographer, have you faced any unique challenges in your field? Uh, and if so, how, how have you overcome Um, Actually, I haven't. But I feel like the reason why God took me what, he, what he took me through, because I had to know more. Because I'm a minority in the field. Like, last thing you want, because the echo world is small in Memphis. Like, I know somebody working here by every hospital. Last thing you want to get your name out there that you can't scan and you don't know what you're doing because one about hire you. So it is competitive in that sense. Like I, I, I have to know, like I have to know hands down what I'm doing, what I'm looking at. Like ain't no question asked. It ain't no oops, uh oh, none of that. Or that could be somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't really had no. But to answer your question, I'm sorry. No, I have not had any. I have not have any challenges for it's like going to an awkward environment or people treating me different because of the color of my skin. Nothing like that. I haven't had that. 
that's dope. It's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. So, um, as a follow-up question to Max's question, um, how how difficult is it for you to go in and scan? And I know you know what's going on with the heart as you scan it. The patient may not know. So how how difficult is it? Because I know you got hip violations and all that. But how difficult is it to go in and scan something, see that something's wrong, and not be not show the patient that something's wrong, and wait and let the doctor do that? Because I know it's probably the toughest part of your job. Oh man, very tough, very tough. I had to send plenty of people to the emergency room. Like it, it, it takes a great deal. I have to take some really deep breaths in. Just a prime example, I was scanning this one lady, young girl, thirty in her thirties, and man, I just somehow tilted the probe over, and she had like five blood clots at the top of her left ventricle, and I was like, oh my god, and my, I know my eyes got big, and I try to. What I do is I try to set the mood. Of course, we have to turn dim the lights off. I have some, you know, some jazz music playing just to kind of try to relax them. And, you know, and I um, I need to go speak to the doctor. I'll be right back. But I said, just stay calm. Just, just stay calm. But deep down inside, law, have mercy. I'll be like, low. And then, because I'm thinking, then, then my mind go to the worst. Like, oh, my God, if one of these things break off, this girl can die, like, right here. Like, God, you know, I have to pray a lot. Honestly, I have to pray a lot to get me through a lot of days. So to answer your question, I pray a lot through that to ask God to help me, to guide me because, yeah. And then, you know, especially when I see somebody young and it just breaks my heart a little bit. And it also teaches me how to take care of myself and to love myself and to, because a lot of times when people say, I love, I, I love myself. Well, if you love yourself enough to know, you know you got diabetes, why are you drinking a Coca-Cola and not a Diet Coke? Or why are you not drinking water instead of, you know, why you, instead of a Sprite without, you know, without the sugar, with the sugar, all that sugar in there? So yeah. you have to, I have to question myself a lot. And I do a lot of self-evaluation. You know, I, get, I try to get up, you know, three days a week and work out. Try to keep myself up because I know how important the heart is because I see it every day. I see young people dying, old people dying, and it's sad. So it kind of keeps me, try to keep me on my toes when it keeping my own health up. Yeah. So I have another follow-up question. Mm-hmm. I'd like to ask another follow-up question. So um, with that, I know that some of the top causes for black people dying, one being heart disease, one being diabetes, one being lung cancer. And, you know, so with, with, with that, I know in other um, ultrasound fields or, or specialties, Sometimes people go out and do independent like contract. Like in your field, are you able to go out and do independent contract, or are you guys only um, referred by like cardiologists or somebody go to the doctor for a heart checkup? Um, yes, I can do independent contracting, um, but I, it has to be with a cardiologist, and it has to be with a cardiologist actually can read. Because even though we do the studies, we don't read them. So they have to go to the heart doctor. He have to make the final step and say, this is this. Like the doctor had to say, even though I seen there was blood clots and I showed him and he confirmed it. He has to put it like this. He confirms it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I can have a contract. I have thought that many, many times going out on my own bed. You know how much I probably be well over six figures if I do that. Because one echo costs about five grand. So just think about if I'm making you five grand, you can pay me a hundred dollars an hour and it won't even, you know, you won't miss the beat. So, but yeah, I have thought, I have considered that, but yeah, I don't like to work that much. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, I was just curious. I know sometimes like people people scanning like babies, like pregnancy and stuff. A lot of them do a lot of independent contracting. I know. Oh yeah, and they getting paid. Yeah, no, they getting paid. Yeah, but yeah, with ours, we can't. Like I said, the doctor has to confirm what we see. So, if you do, you gotta be with a cardiologist. Not only just any cardiologist, he has to be able to read echoes. If not, then, I mean, yeah, it'll be the the liability will be on that person at that point. Yeah. And yeah. if a person, if a clock break off and go to their lungs and they die, and you said it wasn't nothing there, you gonna lose your license and get sued. So the malpractice. You know, you have to have malpractice insurance and all that. So, yeah, I don't want their responsibility. Yeah. Mm. So. And then, uh, so your husband is in the healthcare field um, as well, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, he is. What What does that balance look like um, with both of y'all um, operating in that in that space? Whew. It's tough because he worked way later hours than I do. Um, but we make time. Simple as that. Like, I ain't, I ain't gonna, if I feel like we ain't spend no time, he gonna call in and say, hey, I need this day off. Or I'm gonna say, hey, we gonna, I'm gonna take this off. We're gonna take the kids here. We're gonna do this as a family. So we just make time. And of course, we have the weekends. Um, but yeah, we just make time for each other. But it is kind of difficult at times, you know, balancing out the work schedules. Yeah. E. All right. So, like, um, huh? No, go ahead. Yeah. So, so, um, Jordan asked about that balance. So, I'm going to go a little further back because, um, I know we, we, and I don't want to necessarily say we're out of the woods, but I'm praying that we're out of the woods with COVID. So, kind of talk about what that like with y'all working in the healthcare field, having to come home to y'all kids during COVID. Man, that was stressful every day. Every day because during that time we couldn't call in. You had to go to work. Like honestly, they told us if you had COVID, just put a mask on as long as you ain't running no fever, still come to work. Like it was that stressful. Like I could not get a day out. Just tired mentally. Like I would dream about working. My brain would not stop. Like I couldn't I didn't sleep. I didn't rest well. Like it was crazy. It was hectic. And like you said, like, but the good part about Echo, we we did COVID patients, but we only stayed in. We didn't stay no more than 10 minutes in the room. So we, whatever you can get in 10 minutes, you get it, and you come straight out. That's what thing. Did so. you, uh, during that time, or or even any time, because, uh, like you said, you had some different situations you had to deal with. Would they, like, offer counseling through your job or stuff oh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. 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 They have counseling. They have uh 24-hour hotline that you can call and say, hey, I'm having a stressful moment. And they'll talk you through it or they, you know, and they'll say sometimes you can just pull away. If you just need a break for like 10, 15 minutes, just say, hey, I just need to sit here and just get myself together. That's so that was okay too. So yeah. And you, and you made a good point, Ken. You talk about working PRN and you know, getting your time in. And I know we, we just talked about COVID, but I will say I think COVID and also these young people who just now get into the workforce, I think they kind of paving the way for us older folks. Because uh, at one point it, it was a, a a work environment where oh, I'm working like a dog. I'm working all day long and all this and that. These young folks, we say they don't want to work, but these young folks open the doors up for us to have that work life balance that we need. Right. They, they call it soft quitting or something. <laughs> soft quitting. Soft 
Yeah. I think there was a, a, a term they a, a phrase they coined not too long ago where it's like, hey, don't go in there and stretch yourself out, do what you need to do to get paid and <laughs> go home. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Don't let them overwork you because if you miss yeah. a couple days, they're gonna get you up out of there. Right. And then too, I have to you have to balance yourself, you have to pace yourself when it comes to work. Cause if somebody see you, that's I'm pretty sure this at any job though. Anybody got a job out there, if your boss see you out here doing the most. They're gonna expect that out of you. So I try to pace myself on all levels. I don't want I don't want your expectations to be high of me. You know what I'm saying? I could probably do eight patients in, you know, eight hours or less, but I don't want you to, you know, feel like that's gonna be my normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw something the other day. They was talking about like the person who worked the hardest never gets promoted because they gotta keep you in this spot to keep you doing what you're doing. Oh yeah. But the sure. dude, dude who over here not doing anything, he moving up. That's right. Biggest, that's the so biggest bunch of shit ever made, too, boy. Yep. It's crazy, though. It's crazy. It's crazy. My point, exactly. So that's why I said you pace yourself. Do one. I do one patient at a time. I put them in until they come pick them up. I don't put another one in until they come, until they leave out of my department. That's, that's just, I'm just right. doing one at a time. I'm taking my time. So In the Army, in the Army, I had to learn that, like, being good or being the best, that shit cool. And, and you you can and will most likely still get promoted, but people don't want to let you leave from positions when it's like yep. that. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, I know, I know you need to go to this school, or I know you need to do this to advance your career, but we need you here because this is this is an important exercise, or this is big here, this is big there, and you the only one to know how to do this. And then it's just like, uh, it wasn't until like maybe the last four or five years where like certain schools be became mandatory because of shit like that happening and they keeping people from going or, or you know what i'm saying not allowing them to go because they need them for whatever the case and then i just got to a point where i, I like sometimes you just gotta let somebody fail so they know how important you are and like all right you don't let me do this you can keep me here but i still, oh, ain't, yeah, gonna do, sure. I still ain't gonna do the work yeah yeah because it's definitely draining and it don't motivate people like if somebody know they're working hard and they busting their tail for a promotion, and you promote somebody else, and you tell me, "Yeah, we need you here, bro." That's on the flame. It called finding another job. You're gonna be filling that application. So I'm sorry. Yep. That's all. Yep. 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 the slack is is devastating, dog. You know, yep. you get oh, all man. the extra work because you know what you're doing. Like, no, nah, they need to yeah. learn. We right. don't have to wait another week on it. Let them <laughs> exactly. I tell them, hey, exactly. I, I was looking for a job when I found this one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, let me write that. Hey, let me write that in my notebook. <laughs> Do with that what you will. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, like I said, this stuff can be deflating, man. But you know, the point I made about the youngsters, you know, uh, Kenya, I know you said you was making what 13? 13 I know, man. Tell me about it. Don't these folks don't want these folks think 15, 16 dollars is an insult, but you ain't been through nothing. Look, look where I started at. Yep. I started at, as a matter of fact, when I was cleaning, I, I wasn't making $7, probably $6, $6.55. Yep. So yep. the fact that you don't want to make $15, $16, I'd be like, that's good. You know yep. how long it took me to make $15, $16? People don't understand. So the, if I, the money that I make now, I deserve it. And so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you said you make a 13 at GE, and, and I'll make it $15.90 with an MBA. And, and you can go, I can go to Chick-fil-A now and make more than that. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. Did you see what I'm saying, though? Every like you have to go through that process. Yeah, everybody got to go through a process. Like everybody. Yeah. Like if you want to make some money this day and time, you got to go through a process. Period. You can't avoid it. Yeah. God makes you lucky. But yeah, that's that's why I went to straight to the army. Let me get paid now. Really, I think my, working with my dad in the summertime, kind of doing contracting, I was making more than probably a lot of adults as a teenager, and that shit just made yeah, I remember me, that. It, it made me like not want to go back. I'm like, nah, I, I want to go to school, but the recruiter like, oh, you can join the army and go to school later, which ain't as simple as it sounds. It's, it's true, you can, and I did, but uh, not how they was making it seem at the time. But I just knew it, like I. I need to go get this money now. It, it, I ain't ready. It, it ain't what right. it's commercial. It, it is, but you know, they let you, you know how you can, like you said, you can lead the horse to the water. You can't make them drink. You you also can tell part of the story and let somebody draw their own conclusion. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. you know, right. they tell you these, these things that are facts and then let you paint the picture in your head of how you think it is opposed to what's really going on. So that's, that's so what that, I said. That, that's that. college you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> thing. Hey, that's the same yeah. thing as the NBA making fifteen, ain't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, to, to Kenya point earlier, you know, she would advise to go get a trade, and I agree wholeheartedly. I, I would advise to go and get a trade or look into the military if you're interested in the military. This is yeah, because you know, going going to college ain't for everybody. If I if I can do it all over again, I'm gonna say it would be hard for me to do it exactly the way I did it. I would probably go and get a trade. Right, same. Yeah, I think I think it's, I got it's, a trade, and I went to yeah. your college. It's like I yeah. I had to go to Echo School for eighteen months, so yeah, that's why I can vouch and say, do that. Yeah. Could, I could have saved yeah. so many years of time if I would have just did this first. But honestly, until I got in the hospital, y'all, I didn't know what an Echo was. I, I ain't, I didn't have a clue. I it was just in my department, so having to be in my department, and I'm like, oh, okay, that look cool. But yeah. before then, like a, I feel like a lot of kids these days don't understand all the modality that goes on in the hospital. You don't have to be a nurse, you know what I'm saying, to make nurse money. You don't have to, you know, it's, you can do echo, you can do ultrasounds, respiratory therapists, MAs. Uh, you can you do work in uh, the HIM department like I'm finna do. You feel me? CTs. Uh, Nuke Med, Nuke Med Tech, they make pretty good. Like it's a lot of, it's a lot of modalities in the hospital that I feel like you know I didn't know about. So I'm I'm sure kids these days don't know about because I I get plenty ask plenty of questions. How did you find out about this? How did you know? It was just, I honestly God just destined this is where I'm supposed to be in it. Yeah, in my mind I want to be in PT school, huh? No, I was just gonna say that's why I feel like it's important. That we having these conversations and to bring you on because people don't know, uh, like you said, they don't know all the professions that that are available to you in the hospital and all the things you can do in the hospital. So it's just, um, even like, um, health information management, what I got my degree in, like I still don't know all the jobs associated with it. So many, uh, that I'm still trying to figure out exactly where I want to where I want to be at. Right, right, and yeah. I advise everybody to. Go shadow that job. Make sure that's really what you want to do and don't just do it for the money. 
because I'm gonna tell you something. I done heard so many people say, I don't wanna be no nurse, I don't wanna wipe no tail. Well, I'm gonna tell you how I done wipe plenty of them. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even my job title. But if you get put in a situation where if if I got a patient, either I'm gonna sit up there and smell her for 30 minutes or I'm gonna I'm clean her up. Which one I'm gonna do? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not finna sit like if I can help her get her clean and I can do my job better. Because if not, I'm rushing, I'm gagging, I'm about to throw up all of it. So they they come back in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 now that, that show you passionate about what you're doing, okay? You you willing to go there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, first saying yeah, like my job. Too. I treat everybody like they're a family member. Like I had a lot of people deal with a lot of people with anxiety, and I have to calm them down. And you all right? You okay? You know. So yeah, I'm very compassionate about what I do. Very compassionate. If I can, I'm I'm here to save lives. That's all I want to do: save lives and inspire people. And I try to tell all my young black people and all my people, like, go, go do echoes. If you want to learn, inbox me. Tech, like I can, you know, come shadow. Like get into something that we already know groceries high. This just today living. This is you got in order. You gonna make it in it life. You gotta have a decent salary. I'm just being honest. You gotta have a decent salary. Every time I go to the grocery store, I ain't spending nothing less than a hundred dollars. Every time I can just go in there for some cheese, it don't even matter. Hey, I told somebody the other day, hey, if, if you ain't at the drive-through, it's a, it's automatically a hundred if you getting out the car. Okay. <laughs> automatically. Automatic. Automatic. Like you are. It's 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 just one of them things that you already should already know to look for whenever you go. Yeah. You're gonna spend some money, but yeah, I think they should definitely look into. Doing echoes, ultrasounds, they got nuke med, you got CT, MRI, stuff like that that we don't know. You know, our generation, a lot of kids don't know that they can go into go to school for 15 months, 18 months, you done. Yeah. You yeah. can retire when you really 50, 60, if you know, depending on where you work at, you got good benefits. So 37. 30, okay, 37. Everybody ain't able. How much how much the chaplain get paid? The chaplain, yeah, most of the chaplain be volunteer. I ain't oh. never seen the chaplain that got paid. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they volunteer. They are pro bono. Yeah, they doing God's work. Yeah, yeah, but I will, I will say this though. I know you mentioned uh custodial work earlier. So them, them housekeepers, if you a housekeeper, be the best housekeeper you can be. Because that's let, all I'm saying. Don't let them hey. involve the service directors uh, uh fool you. They're making bread too. Hey, yeah, man. they are. Let me uh. Speaking of housekeeping, right? Uh, go if you a housekeeper, just if you want to do housekeeping, or if you think it ain't no money in housekeeping, go look, change your environment. Cause over here where I stay at, in this in this damn neighborhood Facebook page, we got they be looking for their ass daily. Daily, do you hear me? And they probably will pay whatever too. And how much they charge and shit? I'd be like, shit. <laughs> Man, yep. I'm telling you. Yeah, and then you know you can get contracts at, at, at cleaning, like doctor's office and stuff. Yep. Just imagine how many doctors' offices you can just get you a contract. All you gotta do is take the trash out, clean the toilet, and uh mop the floor, and you done. It take you a whole hour, and you probably you getting bread the whole week. You get a, a monthly salary, weekly salary, however you want it. Yeah, yep. and you can and uh you know if you can get a security clearance. Uh, you could get in them state and government buildings and do the same thing. So same thing. They um, need security all over, especially Memphis. Oh, 
Yeah. I think they finna have start having a security office in, in doctor's office. Y'all heard about that on the news where that dude got I shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what I was like, man, shoot, you ain't safe nowhere no more. Now I'm telling you, my white coat has something in it. <laughs> <laughs> Take mine with me. Man, man yeah. that's just bad. It was so sad, man. Like, mm. And then the crazy part about it, my husband worked with uh worked with that doctor. He worked at Campbell. Really? Mm-hmm. He recently quit last year. Yep. Wow. Right. Yeah. Bro, we we gonna transition? Yeah. <laughs> we went off and then we just talking how we talking. We just right? talking now. Hey, hey, the Kenya we talking to. Nah, I know I'm cool. I'm cool with that. I'm just saying we we got to a little pause right there, so I figure it's a good time. Yeah. A good time for us to transition a little bit. Uh, so as we transition, um, we're gonna transition. We talk about adversity, some of the adversity you had to deal with uh, recently in your profession or in general. And so I know, um, just as a being who I am and being who we are to each other, um, what you've been through or some of the things you've been through, not all, but how how have you been able to cope with the loss of your father? Um, it's been quite difficult. Um, when my dad passed, um, I was working, well, I still work at South, but I was in the hospital quite a lot. I worked in the hospital. That was one of the reasons why I left the hospital. Cause going back after my dad had passed was so hard. Like, especially like if I'm scanning a man that around my daddy's age, and like, man, I would just, I would just tear up just doing echo. Like I just felt like, excuse me, sir, I'll be right back. I had to go to the bathroom, get myself together. That was very difficult for me. It still is to this day. You know what I'm saying? Well, how I cope and deal with is I just, I do some of the things that he loved to do. And I know, and I have to remind myself, he wouldn't want me sad, crying. He would want me living my best life and doing what's best for me and, you know, taking care of my family. So yeah, but it, it oh man, it was tough. Ooh, that was tough. Still is, like I said, it still is. At times, I just you know, like you said, Mac, you posted that the other day. Like when it hits you, I don't care where you at. You could be in the grocery store, you could be in the garage, you could just be cleaning up, and it just hits you all of a sudden. Man. I still had old moments. I have nowhere. What I posted I really happened Sunday. Me and nigga was uh trying to situate. You know, we got our furniture from Washington that was trying to situate shit in the garage and uh, clear it out or put stuff where it need to be and I was telling her something about being happy or you know what I'm saying with our current state or whatever it was and right in the middle of that sentence I had to turn around and walk off. That shit just hit me like a ton of bricks out of nowhere. Yep. 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 And it could be any little thing that remind you of them or any little thing that you know that I don't know. It's it's just a feeling. It, I just can't yeah. explain it. Like you said, when it hits you, it just it just come on. And uh, honestly, you just cry it out and you feel better after you let it out. Yep. And you yep. just move on. So, can you um, can you kind of speak on uh, some of the things that um, your family is doing now um, in the days after to kind of continue on uh, his his legacy? Um, we talk about it. We we just have conversations, good conversations, happy conversations. Um, it's one thing that my mama won't do. She would not celebrate no birthday. 
She ain't finna celebrate no, put no banner up for no Father's Day. Nothing that'll put us in a situation that we'll be sad from. You know what I'm saying? Or be like, oh, I miss, you know what I'm saying? Which we all miss him. But we just try to, you know, be positive. Um, just be positive. Have those conversations. Have those laugh. And do the things most of what he love to do best. You know, he love family. He love get together. He love his, seeing his family together. He loves seeing us happy, sitting around laughing and talking watching football, basketball, whatever sports it is, or sitting outside, got the grill going. That's just what he loved to do, and that's what we try to, you know, keep his legacy going. Hey, he ain't, he ain't love the Cowboys. You going to switch to the Steelers? You know what? That's a good question. <laughs> because once he died, I said I was going to become an honorary Steeler fan. So what that looks like is, long as I ain't playing the Cowboys, I can – I can root for him. Say <laughs> Yeah. But no, good, good points, Kenya. Like I said, you got you got to remember them good times, and you know, I'm I'm 37 years old. You know, lost my mom when I was nine. It don't go away. No. You, know, you, you no. find yourself a random Mother's Day, not even gonna be bothering nobody. You just stay at home all day. Right. So Some it, stuff it, you it just can't do. Can't yeah. get on social media that day. Like I try to not to be on social media on Father's Day, I, like. I just try to just put my phone down and do all the things that he loved to do to celebrate him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But we definitely know that, that he was a great father to y'all looking from the outside in. I know it's hard to speculate from the outside in, but I'm sure you, you were second there. And then, oh, so. yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. My dad only whooped me one time in my whole entire life. I never forget. I thought he had forgot to. I had made an F on my report card on the <laughs> test or something. And he was like, I'm going to get you when we get home. And he didn't get me. And he didn't get me. So I was like, oh, yes. I told my mom, I said, oh, yes, man. My daddy forgot. He ain't going to whoop me. My head, it was 7 o'clock. Kenya, come here. My <laughs> laughing. He put me across his lap and whooped me with a belt. <laughs> my feelings right. was so hurt. My mind was dying laughing. He was like, you thought he forgot. I bet my mind was dying laughing. His ass got about three hoopers in one night. <laughs> Get that baseball game when he down had that came through that helmet down in that dugout. I still but remember that like it was yesterday, boy. Everybody was just quiet, just sit back. My mouth right. was wide open. I was standing on the gate like I just can't believe what I just say. Hey, he boy, your daddy got down that night, on man. <laughs> man, he whipped that belt out with one hand. He just untaxed fire. Yeah, well, I never forget that whooping. Can you? Uh, I don't know if we asked Ricky this when Rick, when Rick, uh, when little Ricky was on. What did the um, what did the nickname Catbread come from? <laughs> uh, I I want to say Gavin Glover. I think Glover, man. <laughs> I, he used to wear his pants tight, and get what? Not everybody wearing them tight in floods. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the original cat bread from like Centovia or something. I don't know who that is, but but I think that's the like where the name came from. I and mean, you know how Glove would be making them references. And then uh-huh. that just was it, it was just a rap after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not but now can you uh, going back to that? Like I said, I know he's a great father of y'all, but for a lot of the rest of us, uh, you know, uh whether we had fathers in our lives or not, when we was around Big Ricky, you know, we knew to um, carry ourselves accordingly because he, he, he didn't punish a lot of people by whooping them. He punished you by telling you not to come around you're going to act up. Show so me. I, I, I think that played a big part because we all kind of want to be around each other. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure, man. My dad still had them kids in check, man. Them little kids. I never forget one time, man. He left somebody in Tupelo. And <laughs> 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 <It> made the <laughs> like he's a boy with cutting up on the bus. And he called him up and said, You finna, you better come get him because I'm finna leave him right. I mean, he was just cussing, he was just going out. Man, my dad left that little boy. <laughs> and I think he gained his respect. He knew not to try him no more. Like, like yep. they already know. Like, nah, we ain't gonna try Mr. Tyson. Yeah, he gonna put up no he gonna put up no acting up now. Yeah. Joe so, ain't man, literally the goat, man. Pick yeah, everybody put, up you, for practice. He put you out the life center in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait. Clint come back. Yeah. So Kenya, um, as we uh transition, um, what what's next? Uh, we know you're doing your PRN and you know you're taking care of your family, but um, what what's next? Um, good question. I'm trying to figure it out. I know I don't want to be in management. I know I'm probably ain't gonna do this for the rest of my life. Um, I was thinking maybe a business owner. Looking into real estate, but then too, by the time I'm thinking, well, by the time I get in real estate, maybe the house market be the crash by then. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. I ain't quite got there yet. Um, I just know I'm playing for retirement already. I put a certain amount of money up. I'm putting it up because I ain't planning on working until I get 65. So uh, how, Houses and cars, the market go up and down. So don't Up and down. Up, up and, and down. down. Up and down. Consider now. I want to get a new house now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't that I can afford it, but sometimes, like, I just, they I don't know, over, $3,000 for a house, no, I ain't trying to do that, huh? They building over here. I, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> we need some new neighbors. <laughs> Texas would be my go-to, though. Nikki told me to say that. Okay, Nick. I'm you lying. She didn't say that, but she, she I, I know she's thinking it, though. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. Look, come on. <laughs> hey, when you say when you say I know I don't want to do this forever, uh, and then you say business owner, what do you mean when you say that? Uh, um, like you don't want to do because because it's a weird profession or yes. work yeah. where you work. Okay, yeah, I, I'm talking about my profession yeah. because it's a lot of wear and tear on on my arm, like. Because okay, so when we scan a patient, it's a if I get somebody that's of great size over three four hundred pounds, the more pressure I have to hold my arm out like this for about twenty minutes, you know, and it's a lot of wear like wear and tear on my arm and shoulder and all that. So that's why I say I'm not gonna do it for the rest of my life. Yeah, but um, I do want to become a business owner, but I just don't know what I would love to do. You know, a lot of people do stuff, you know, as a hustle, and I get that. But I'm the type of person, when I do stuff, I got to love it. I don't do stuff just to be doing stuff. Like, I was training at one time. I did it because I loved it. Everything I do is because of what I love. It's not because I'm just doing it just to get some money. I got to love it. That's why I never be a good salesman, because I'm telling you, somebody tell me, no, nah, and I be like, okay, I ain't got to do it. I just... That's that why I don't like sales. <laughs> Man, it's hard. I need your money. Probably why my, hey, that's probably why my businesses won't take off because I, I ain't trying to get no sale. 
I mean, I am, but like when you, like, yeah, like. Yeah, I feel you on it. Like, it's like you don't want to force nobody to buy your stuff, but at the same time, it's like, you know, what a love it. Yeah, man. Hey, salt to a snail, water to a whale. <laughs> <laughs> you going to sell something? Hey, they got to get it, Doc. <laughs> no, what, what I was gonna say was, uh, would you ever consider going into coaching? Yes, I would. I coached Braylon. Well, well, when I worked at the YMCA, I coached the 13, 14 year old boys, and it was fun. I would consider going into coaching, but you know, I got to work on my patience, y'all. I, I, I'm just being honest. I told you, man, when I was in Dallas, I was like, I just don't yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them what you told me. Like, like when I try to explain something and somebody don't get it, I, I just be like, you know what? Don't worry about. It. Like, so that's something I have to work on. But that is something that that I feel like will be fun, and it's more of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I'll be good at it. Yeah. Hey, you talking about business ownership? You talking about doing what you love? Um, maybe. maybe Maybe your business still has something to do with uh, sonography. Maybe you just not the one doing it. That's true. I thought about get, becoming an agent, you know. You know how people, like, say, for instance, they got a travel, they're going to go take a travel assignment. You got an agent, just start me up a whole company, just ha- like a traveling company type deal. And get sonographers to come, and I place them and get some of their salary. Yeah. That's the thought, yeah. too. That'd be a good thing. Yeah. Yep. Sure, whatever it is, you're gonna figure it out and, and do it the best. Man, I got to. No other way. My dad used to man used to tell me all the time, whatever you do in life, make sure you be good at it. And I pride myself on that. Whatever I do, I'm gonna be good at it. So that's why I say whatever it is, I love to do it. I, I love like it don't bother me. Like you know how some people come to work be like, oh, today Monday, I just don't feel like it. Man. It's just something that I love that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I get tired sometimes, but, you know, if I have to do eight, ten patients, whatever the case, whatever it looked like that day, I ain't going to sit up and complain about it all day. Yeah. I'm going to get it done. Yeah. You know, the you know the more and more we bring people on, you know, from where we're from, like, I feel like that's just a fabric. That, that mindset that you have is just, like, woven in, you know, who we are and who we were raised right. and how we, you know, came up. Because I feel like everybody on this you know, screen right now, like we we just built like that, and I mean, so um, that is true. That is kind of. I don't know if that's like a cold water thing, small town thing, or or. Well, you had to be great at something, Jordan. You know, coming out of cold water, or you gonna get checked. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) you you so if you ain't want to get checked, so you better be good at whatever you do or whatever situation is, because you gonna get flamed up, and I'm gonna laugh. Period. So. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm going to give a credit, man, to some of the teachers we had, too. Um, I was talking to Sharon Johnson the other day, and we were talking about, like, just new age teachers versus teachers from back then. And when you think about it, the, the Mr. Crafters and Miss Crafters and, yeah. you know, all them, like, they – they so. Yeah, they, they, they was all passionate about yep. what they did. And I, I, and I think the stuff that they was passionate – George was stupid. I think the stuff that they was passionate about kind of instilled in us to be passionate. Yeah. Right. That wrong. is true. I'm Jordan throwing up sets over there, and I'm not the. I ain't even gonna play like that. But yeah, they were saying I, I wasn't gonna pay no mind. Yeah, man, Jordan, so man, Jordan, you ain't right. 
I think that's why I always ask the question about you know what I'm saying you know what what impact it had growing up in Coldwater I had on you because I just I felt like that the whole time for you know for a lot of people the the people that's out here doing whatever it is that and even some of the people that's not doing it they got it they just got to they just got to employ it so that's right. just how I felt the whole time and why I always ask that question and then uh. What what was you about to say, Eric? I got something else to say, but I swear I forgot. Hey, I know you, you you good. I, I was just finishing the point about the teachers that we had and them being passionate. I think it kind of rubbed off on us to be passionate about whatever we're doing. Oh yeah, that's that's what I was gonna touch on. Like I think uh, when Brittany came on, she talked about it a bit, but just like it just means some being a part of the community. And so like when a lot of teachers that come to new places or wherever they are my opinion, if they're not a part of the community and they don't know the parents, then it's just, it, it hit different because you don't have that connection with the people to even care enough. Like you might care about your job and you might care true enough about teaching kids and wanting to see them succeed. But I feel like it hit different when you know the parents and, and you know what I'm saying, you involved in the community and you actually see what's going on because you can, you can have a bit more of a connection um, on, a, on a deeper level. Yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. Boy, I'll never forget Miss Ball. Miss Ball, my grandma was classmates. And uh, I was clowning that ball class. I thought I was going to clown it the whole year. Bro, I got home after the first day of school, and my grandma told me, when you go back to school tomorrow, you better act right in Betty class. I'm like, who is Betty? <laughs> the ball had called the house after the Missy, first day beat you home, boy. I'm like, she beat me home. <laughs> you know, the, the, the bus ride down was about 30 minutes. So sometimes between the school was out, she, she beat me home. I was like, man, I, you know, so it was what it was because you know, Miss Ball was always kind of a uh, an inspiration from that point. She was from that she point was. up until we graduated because I know she she shared a story with me that I would have never guessed that her and her husband owned a liquor store in Memphis, and uh, you know that that was one of the ventures they had. And the reason that they closed the liquor stores because they got tired of seeing us standing around the liquor store being drunk and being broke. So it wasn't they weren't making money, but they closed the liquor store because they didn't want to see our people continue to be you impacted. know impacted. Yeah, impacted by something that they was profiting from. Yeah, and I, I didn't know that until she shared with me when I was a young adult. I would have never known if you didn't tell us now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't have a lot of interaction with Miss Ball. I, I do know she meant business, but what I remember most is just when that house was built. I was like, God, yeah, 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 yep. Like where we was from. Like I, I had to. I, I, I remember vividly what it looked like, but I don't know. Like I would have to go ride by there now to see. You know what I'm saying? After I've been around the world, what it looked like now, but I know then. Man, it was yeah, massive. Turn, I'm yep. like, nah, this yep. this OD. Right. Yeah, even more impressive knowing what teachers make. So yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And that was back then. That make now. now. Yeah, make now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get paid once a month. Some of them still do get paid once a month. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Who is I think I can make it out for once a month. Why I be so tight? I don't think I could. I think I could make it. She'd be gone in four days. <laughs> <laughs> I made it off twice a month. I may, I might be able to, but I, don't I, I pay myself weekly. Can you? I be standing outside the liquor store with some chain, trying to get some. <laughs> <laughs> Title pun. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> yeah, but look, uh, that, that's all I got. I don't know if y'all guys got nothing else. Now I know we hate to see Kenya go. You know, but yeah, man, it was a pleasure. Thank y'all for inviting me and let me share my story. Like, I hope I didn't inspire somebody to do something with their life, to, you know. 
Look, look yeah. we, we we hadn't asked the guest this, but who you who you want to see on the show next? Oh, good question. They gotta be from cold water. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, I would like to see. Have my brother been on the show? He'd have been on there for Kinda. Kinda he come back. He's not <laughs> He had a two. He had a two eleven. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a dry run. Look, he probably kept talking and didn't stop. Then he was supposed to come on and interview us. He interviewing us. You know your brother, don't you? You know my man, don't you? So we we gonna have to run that one back. You know who I would like to see on here? Allison Hill. Girl, you gotta stop watching the show. She's been on here. Hey, don't say nobody else. Jermaine, you know. I can't stand you. No, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I don't want folks to know what you seen and what you had seen. Hey, I missed that episode. Hey, hey, well, go, look, go catch him on the other 27. Then you start the inbox. <laughs> Yeah, right. Right. well, we got hot dog in the comments, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, Alice, Alice and Andre was on, uh, they talked about flights and flights, new locations not open, y'all. I, I ain't, uh, oh, uh, what about what about uh, the um, the guy to make the the apples? <laughs> he been on, <laughs> you know what. <laughs> don't do me. Look, I was just trying to pick out something. Well, y'all got all the people that they got the business. Hey, you know what? I told you. <laughs> we, we just, look, hey, we gonna... you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna inbox y'all. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Just say, just say like Tommy Baylor or something like that. We're gonna bring <laughs> we're gonna bring him on. We're gonna bring him on PRN. <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna tell you what's funny. Kenya asked, do they got me from cold water? And she named like cold water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, this is a cold water show. I just nah, we we uh we started yeah, in cold water and we yeah, and we working our way out. Yeah, yeah, we branch we branching out now. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I ain't gonna send nobody up from cold water because I'm pretty you know, sure you know what's yeah, crazy though. Uh, the, the people, the people that you mentioned though, um, we we actually talked about doing another show with, with both of them. So, mm -hmm. um, you're not you, you like fifty percent yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so let me. What about? I'm pretty sure Pat Jackson. Have you been on the show? Pat Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'll bail you out tonight if you want to. My cousin. My cousin been on the show. Who? Bud been on the show. Bud. Nope. nope. He ain't been on. Who is Bud? Rico brother. Martavius. Yeah. Asking okay. With okay. The, with the fancy hey. car and wheels. Hey, Ken. Huh? You asked about Pat. We done had Pat 2.0 on him. Pat son done been on him. I, I think I seen him. That's why yeah. I ain't seen Pat though. Yeah, don't don't name them on names though. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but uh, but Tyrus, 
I'm, I'm putting on the screen so you can see. But Tyrus with the apples, he on here. He was watching your show, so, 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 so he watching. Then, then you got uh, and then you got Dre and Allison. Some people call him Ricky Rose. I call him Dre. So you got Dre, and and, uh, and then you got Al on here too, huh? See, look at Al. Need round round That's what I'm talking about, Al. Yeah. Hey, we yeah. already talked about in the restaurant. The live Brittany? have Brittany Davis been on the show. Brittany yeah. done hosted the show. Yeah, Brittany, Brittany been a host. Okay, but no, she hadn't. No, Ask she Brittany. Hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> we told you on that name now. Okay, 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 okay. I'm name. just King Brittany. Brittany hadn't been on. She been yeah, on she as a host, host, but not as a guest. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, we, we got we got to get home and tell her story too. Look, we we are gonna do this though. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty sure you saw the one with the with the barbershop, right? Yeah. So we got to do the women too. So we want your mama to be a part of that. One. So okay, go ahead and get her ready for that. Oh Lord, okay. I'm gonna try the iPad. I'm taking down in there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Ms. Mama, Christine you gonna get Tyson. on the show next? Miss Christine Tice. You gonna yeah, be you on the show next? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? My brother-in-law will be good on the show. Girl, we done told him animal name inbox. He might already know him. Ooh. <laughs> What's his name? What's his name? Bobby Barksdale. Uh, yeah, I know him. He cut hair. Yeah, in Olive Branch. Yeah. 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 He'll be good. He'll be good on the show. Gotcha. Where he cut hair? Olive Branch at uh. Oh, uh, it used to be at B's. Uh, he's at um. Uh, dang, you know. Cause he he coached it's football too, right? I just know that, huh? He coached football too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. he coached football. Yep. Watch this, watch this. Eric, it down the street from Dodgers. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, look, hey, look, hey, can you? Why did you just say so? Hey. <laughs> I my son. Why? Look, look, you got me pulling up map quest trying to see about where he is. <laughs> Damn, I'm typing in. Boy, I'm typing in the Dodgers. Damn, I had to sit down Hey, what what? What number the Olive Branch Dodgers is on y'all list? Jordan oh, no, had a list of the, of the best Dodgers. Number one. Is number Olive one? Branch Dodgers number one. Yeah. What about two below? They got two of them, so uh, <laughs> they gonna be like somewhere like five, six, somewhere, somewhere. What about the one off Elvis Presley? If, if if you can withstand bullets, it's number one. Yeah. If you can withstand yeah. bullets. Batesville was 10, but they slowly creeping up. They, they creeping up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. They, 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 they grease that hey, guy. Hey, enough. Joy. Huh? <laughs> hey, you, you need, y'all need to publish the Dodgers list off the Sticks and Stone page. Rank, rank the Dodgers chicken for the people that be on the road like that, man. Coming up. Hey, bro. Basically, got, got a drive through. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> that shit coming handy when you're traveling, bro. I'm telling you. Tell, tell, right. tell, me, tell me what dodge you can go to and not get wet and get you some wings outside of baseball. If it rains. I know you can get wet up, you can get wet up with some bullets at every Preston. I know that. Hey. <laughs> Boy, it took you a long time to say if it raining. Hey, I forgot that part yeah, first. Man, I forgot that part first. Leave it alone. Raining. Man. What? <laughs> I almost did this. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, we're gonna let you go. Uh no, okay, you, thank you for having me again. Family, so tune in when you get time. Uh go back and watch the other 27 episodes. 
since you PRN, you can binge watch, can't you? Put your AirPods yeah. in. We on Spotify. It, it all is so. Okay. Hey, if you in the hospital, you just have to or, be on Facebook. So I ain't got to be on Facebook. You ain't got to be on Facebook. Hey, turn your podcast on. Uh, Spotify, Apple, where, wherever it is. We, we probably on that thing. YouTube, yeah. put your headphones in and, and, and kept, tune in, catch up. We like hey, it's a lot of game been dropped on here too. We ain't just on here playing and talking shit every week. So yeah. for the people that ain't watching, we ambush we, we clown, but understand that it is really a lot of game being dropped on here. And, we, uh, we, we, we ain't done an episode yet that wasn't about business. I just if, say that if Rose them episode, I'm pretty sure it's 23 because he said 23. <laughs> it's so talking about starting a business and, and what come with it. Start with that episode. Yeah, catch right up. Hey, 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 Ken, we got mental health awareness and everything on that thing, girl. You gotta have mental uh awareness, mental health awareness. You got yeah. to which one of your own, uh Second Baptist Cedric Jackson. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Piano hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, that's it. That's a wrap for uh episode 28, Capturing Hearts with Kenya Evans. Y'all catch yeah, yeah. us next week, Matt. Hit him with it. All right, Kenny, we're going to catch you. I probably, I probably text you. Y'all need to pull back up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I just thought about it when I did the intro. I don't even think I even said Caption Heart, did I? I probably just. I don't know, man. It be, like, it be oh. like that sometime, man. But, hey, without anyway, at the end of the day, Stitch Stone may break my bones. Words never hurt me. We out. Yes, sir. Peace. On the visas, when your heart broke, it ain't no anesthesia. Turned into an empire like Caesar. Got bread off the green like croutons off a of Caesar. Used to get five dollar pies from Little Caesars. Now I'm shooting dice with my bride inside the Caesars. That's the difference between you and me. The only ops I'm riding around looking for is opportunities. Can't spare opportunity without the unity. We want the residuals anew with the annuities. We still gotta keep a stick in my community. The tips that came with the semi-auto ain't gratuity. Create perpetuity from ingenuity. Arrogant affluently, arrogance influence me. Preferably, let's do this shit congruently. Last of a dying breed, it ain't no continuity. Nah, it be the same ones that said it wasn't no switching up. Catch them at the right angle when shit get perpendicular. Niggas ain't credential to deliver this curriculum. It's time to turn that paper in, nigga. Check the syllabus. Think twice before you get belligerent.